Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Master. Uh, hello, this is uh, Victor Pitts. I'm guest hosting today for Domain Masters, uh, substituting for Monty Khan, who's uh, on vacation. Uh, in fact, uh, Monty, while he's on vacation, he decided to take a little detour and come over to uh, Paris, France, for the Domainers meeting, followed by an ICANN meeting, which is also going to be held uh, uh, in Paris, uh, back-to-back, same hotel, um, and it will be held uh, next week. Um, today we have a, a great lineup of guests, uh, two gentlemen who are actually over in Paris with me uh, for the Domainers meeting and staying for the uh, ICANN meeting. Uh, we have uh, Dan Kimball from uh, uh, from DN Zoom, and uh, you also probably know him from uh, from Bitto and uh, a few other types of endeavor, endeavors, uh, and Greg McNair, who's an international traveler, domain extraordinaire. Uh, I'll let both of the gentlemen kind of fill in some of the blanks in terms of some of the things that they do because they do uh, they do so much and uh, bring us up to date with it. But uh, I do want to introduce uh, both Greg and Dan. Can you both hear me, gentlemen? Yes. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Well, let me let me first of all let me uh, ask you to um, just kind of introduce yourself and, and tell our listening audience a little bit about uh, uh, you and your background and, and what it is that you do. And uh, if you could also just kind of talk uh, a little bit about. What uh, what is the reason that you left uh, or you left the comforts of uh, your home and, and came over to Paris, France, to attend this Demainers meeting as well as the uh, ICANN session? Uh, thanks, Victor. Um, I don't know about this ex- this domain extraordinaire uh, business. Uh, it's Greg speaking. Um, essentially, uh, I'm a, a former stockbroker, um, investment banker that uh, got involved in the domain industry less than three years ago and um, started investing in it and uh, it's been a, uh, a very uh, successful ride for our small company and we've, um, uh, I guess, uh, come to really appreciate the, uh, the value of the industry and um, the roads that it opens into other areas within uh, the digital media space. Okay. And uh, Dan, how about yourself? Um, hey, Victor. Uh, this is Dan. Um, and uh, my history is uh, pretty much uh, similar to yours. I came from the ISP hosting world. Uh, I was um, with uh, Vireo and Interland uh, previously and uh, um, knew the guys over at Modern Bill for many years and uh, came to work for them. Um, during that process, we figured out that we had a lot of domain names and needed to figure out how to manage them. Um, we were Enon's second largest reseller, somewhere in the range of 250, 260,000 domains. And uh, we kind of built DNZoom around the, the, the idea that we needed to be able to uh, manage our registrar uh, or registrars and, uh, and our parking of those domains. And uh, during the process of doing that, uh, uh, we started going to shows and um, other domainers found out about our product and wanted to use it, so we had to uh, go back and rebuild it on a platform that was secure. And, you know, previously it was all uh, behind, uh, 
just uh, for our use, and so we decided to roll it out as a product. And, uh, and during one of the uh, shows, uh, met Sahar and Darren, and uh, they came on. And uh, we have uh, today, in I think about three hours, we launch our uh, first uh, auction over at Bido, and we're really excited about it. We've been, I, I think, I've personally had about eight hours of sleep over the last week, and uh, uh, fretted uh, all the way across. Uh, the uh, Atlantic Ocean worried about the launch today, so uh, we're we're excited about it, as you can tell. Well, I know it's I know it's a big thing. I just uh, looked on the DN Journal's uh, homepage and saw that it uh, has uh, a mention that today the curtain goes up uh, for for Bido. So, why don't you just take just a moment to kind of tell everybody what uh, Bido actually is? Um, Bido is a uh, one domain a day auction service. Um, it's there's uh, no reserve. Uh, we do have. Um, uh, we do have a bit of guarantee that we, we offer wh- whoever the domain owner is uh, a certain amount uh, for that domain. Um, some of them don't have any guarantees. Some of them do have guarantees. It's basically between us and them. Um, but we put out, uh, you know, it starts at a dollar. Uh, and it's just one, one domain a day. We, we think that uh, it will... Uh, uh, help uh, just it's a different format uh, for auctions than you know the previous uh, auctions of course that uh, you know y'all had the uh, uh, y'all have the uh, the conference shows wrapped up and y'all do a wonderful job um, and Cedo and Afternick and By Domains and DDN and everyone else is out there we just kind of felt that it was uh, it was needed to just kind of focus on one domain a day and uh, let experts comment on it and uh, kind of have a social aspect to it so people can put their opinions on it and uh, just to test to see how how well we could do something like that and we're just building software we're basically a software company uh, uh, what kind of price range do the the names that the name that you uh, feature each day what kind of price range does it have and what happens if uh, during the day if it doesn't sell does it just drop off, or does it roll over to another day? Um, it, it drops off. Now, we do, um, we do offer, um, so like if we say, like we have a name coming up next week that I think we have a uh, uh, $7,000 um, guarantee on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a choice to pick up that name at $7,000, um, or, you know, we have one vote and we have one bid in the process, but... Uh, uh, we pay that person whether it sells or not, or if someone buys it for five thousand, we make up the difference. Okay, gotcha. Now, tell tell me a little bit about uh, DN Zoom. This has been something that you've been working on for a while. I know you're doing some some work with us, but what um, what in a nutshell is DN Zoom, and uh, how can someone um, uh, participate and, and use your services? Okay, it's a it's a free service. Uh, DN Zoom helps you uh, aggregate all of your different uh, parking, your different registrars, your different auction platforms, everything into a centralized one place to log in type solution. So uh, it really came from um, our days over at uh, the hosting world. Uh, uh, we we had a billing solution that integrated all the different peripherals. Uh, and uh, that mixed with uh, just my basic Fidelity account, we just figured, you know, we have, uh, you know, we use, I think currently I use 13 different registrars. I have names at 13 registrars and six different parking companies. And uh, how do you manage your domains all over the place? So we built a system that sucks it into one interface and allows you to um, make your changes, uh, you know, do your keywording, uh, you know, renew it, everything, a snapshot of uh, what your 
what revenues it's pulling in, everything in one centralized location. So the actual name stays at the respective registrars, but you're providing a common interface? Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Who are some of the registrars that you're working with? Uh, currently, right now, we work with uh, Enom, GoDaddy. Uh, I think we have uh, 16 of them. Most of the top ones, except for Moniker, and uh, hopefully we'll have you all fixed uh, pretty soon. Uh, InternetX, uh, Key Systems, uh, Two Cows, uh, Directy. Um, we have a bunch more. Uh, Names. Right. Uh, I could keep going, but uh, I right. look at our website. And and the 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 biggest uh, plus, of course, for for DN Zoom is is that his clients are um, capturing names. I guess on the, you know if they play the drop services and they capture names or they purchase names from people, and they may be they may have their inventory scattered out across a, a number of different registrars. So you're providing a solution that that gives them that common interface and helps them to uh, be able to manage it and uh, without having to go to the respective accounts. In 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 time, it will be that way. Um, basically, your a lot of your drop catching um, registrars are you know Snap uses the Directy catch uh, Directy registrars on all of their uh, domains. That's changed. So you're, <laughs> uh, so you're still going to have that problem. Now, Enom, you'll be able to uh, easily get your names out, but uh, Directy the registrar would have to contact us, and a lot of the People who own those registrars have no incentive to integrate into DNZoom because, you know, they have the three or 4,000 domains inside there. Um, we will get it to some point where we will work a deal with them to let us uh, uh, help domainers. But right now it's, it's, it's hard going. Okay. Um, Greg, i got a question for you. Um, you you uh, mentioned that you're, you're a domain investor. And... Um, can you kind of explain what exactly you mean by that? Because I hear a lot of people use that, and then when I start getting in deeper into what they're talking about, they're, they're talking about different things. So can you kind of describe what you mean by domain investor? Well, I guess uh, like many people that are late starters in the industry, Vic, we, we, um, we got into the cash flow side of it to start with and, um, and were quite successful in uh, those kind of domains uh, and also bought quite a few uh, uh, good generics along the way. Um, we uh, today have sold most of the cash flow stuff into an international consortium and uh, today we, we're concentrating on the generic portfolio that we have. We've recently uh, acquired uh, a digital media business in New York and uh, are using uh, a, a creative solution to uh, web development rather than the technical solution that most people seem to be turning to and it seems to be working very well for us. Okay, so you actually are the, the current project then is is developing out the site and uh, and with your own content or or feed content feeds that type of thing. Yes, we're we're, we're trying at all all times just to to not do the things the way they've normally been done to sort of um, work on the cutting edge, particularly in website development where uh, uh, you know we've got a lot of traffic or access to a lot of traffic and uh, we're uh, we're able to bootstart. Uh, quite a few of our our uh, websites into businesses in a in a um, you know expedited way. Mm -hmm. um, do you, do you deal uh, primarily, Greg, with uh, with dot coms, or do you also have in your portfolio a mixture of of country codes and and uh, other t other uh, generic TLDs? Uh, 
Uh, we've got a we've got a, a, a reasonable percentage, maybe thirty uh, percent in CCTLDs. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, one of the things I I, I want to ask both of you is with uh, ICANN uh, coming uh, next week. Um, what are the what is the biggest topic that is going to be discussed or is being discussed at ICANN? That uh, either creates uh, for you some sort of discomfort or keeps you up at night, and either either of you feel free to go ahead and address that first. I'm actually Greg's heading home, uh, uh, so he's not staying for ICANN. I will be here for a couple of days of it. You know, Victor, I, I stay out of the whole politics of it. Um, the reason I'm staying for ICANN is uh, only three times, four times a year. Usually I can't make all ICANN meetings, so I make one or two a year. It's where I get all the registrars in one place, and I can go meet with all the registrars inside of DMZOOM. So uh, I sometimes sit through the uh, registrar constituency uh, meeting um, just to kind of hear what's going on, I, I, you know. As far as uh, I, you know, I think uh, both Greg and I are members of ICA, um, and uh, you know they kind of uh, uh, kind of support my uh, my views as as I see they need to be uh, supported at ICANN. I think Bill and uh, Michael have both uh, done a wonderful job of being very vocal. Uh, I got to hear Phil several times at different ICANs, uh, kind of standing up for domainers, so that's, uh, that's a real plus. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I was one of the, the top five uh, ICANN members besides the board members to sign up, and Greg was one of the first ones, too. So I, I'm not sure I'm not going to speak for Greg what he's looking for at ICANN, but uh, here he is. I guess I guess from our perspective, um, you know, we obviously want to see that um, uh, the whole snow bill gets buried or at least um, made to be what it's supposed to be, and that is a uh, an anti-fishing bill. Uh, I think that in its current form, it, it represents grave danger for uh, for all people involved in the main industry, and I think it also has uh, ramifications for other aspects of uh, uh, IP. And uh, from our point of view, we, we like the job that uh, that Phil and ICA are doing in, in uh, fighting that uh, that cause. And um, from what I read, uh, they seem to be doing a pretty good job. So that's obviously an outcome that we're uh, following closely. The other other area, of course, is the uh, the tasting decision, which uh, is likely to be uh, handed down. We're told, um, not that it impacts us, but uh, I think that. Um, it's caused a lot of interest and controversy in the industry with a, a lot of polarised views. We don't really have one, but uh, we're watching with interest to see what happens. All right. Well, I, I know that uh, for the listening audience, uh, for, for those of you that don't know, ICANN meetings are open sessions. They're open to the public. Uh, anybody can uh, can attend an ICANN session. Um, and, and attend in uh, these sessions, that you'll have the registries, the registrars, uh, and you'll also have uh, registrants and, and different groups that are uh, uh, voicing their opinion on on how things can should be changed or should be better or you know how uh, what might be wrong with it. And it's all open for discussion, and then uh, ultimately uh, votes are cast and, and changes are made. So they hold these about uh, four times a year, and they do uh, spread it across the globe and um, you know major industrialized uh, countries as well as some that are, are, are far from that. 
uh, but it, it, it is a global medium, and so these things are uh, spread across the planet to get everyone's point of view uh, across. Um, one of the things that uh, fascinates uh, fascinates me about this particular show, this demeanors meeting, is is that uh, uh, there are, in, in my opinion, and there's a lot of uh, domainers, domain investors here in Europe that just aren't plugged in yet uh, to uh, a lot of the the, the mainstream communication uh, we see back in the states. Uh, I know I attended uh, Domain Fest uh, obviously last uh, latter part of last year, and in Domain Fest there was huge pockets of uh, domainers that had uh, you know pretty good size uh, portfolios that just kind of like operating somewhat uh, independently. But what do you think about uh, the growth of of domain investing and and applications for domain names here in Europe? Do you have some opinions on that? Either one of you? Yeah, definitely, this Dan. Um... I, I also attended the same conference uh, that you did, and uh, we also went to the uh, the uh, CETA Pro event that had a lot of European uh, domainers there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think you and I both attended the London show. I, I forget what that was mm-hmm. called, the Domain Focus, I believe, or something like That's, that. Yeah, I think it was, yep. Um, it's amazing to see all of the uh, different domainers, and I think they – they have their own little pockets. Uh, I think Greg just got back from a phenomenal meeting in Barcelona. That was uh, mm-hmm. he just he met uh, probably 200 new people that uh, he had never seen before at any of the shows. It's, uh, we're seeing it pop up all over the place. Um, Dean Zoom is actually we do have uh, we have it translated in German. We've just never pushed it out, um, and we want to push it out very soon. Uh, but we would like to push uh, in the next uh, six months. We'd like to have it in three or four different languages, uh, Spanish, German, and English. Uh, as uh, more and more uh, domainers come into the market, we'd like to have an Asian version of it. Uh, as, um, bear sign, if you read the journal this week, um, uh, Ron put out the uh, latest bear sign numbers that said that the, uh, the CCTLD market grew 33% compared to 28 on the dot com. I'm not sure, but it it uh, it outgrew the dot uh, com for the first time ever. If I remember the article correctly, and you might be able to correct me, I don't have internet up in uh, the room here. Yeah, they actually uh, they pulled that information. Uh, Verisign just released their uh, quarterly report, and uh, and and they did a nice job uh, in covering the CCTLD marketplace and and its growth. And they also focused on the India, which is uh, what is India's either the second or third largest country in the world um, in terms of population, and and yet they're pretty far down on the ladder of um, you know internet users, but they're they're growing at such a rate right now that um, by the time this this time next year they'll be uh, you know one of the top three uh, internet using countries in the world, and. Uh, just like uh, China, I think, in terms of Internet users, uh, just a few weeks ago caught up with the United States. And by now, China actually has more Internet users than than uh, any other country on the globe. So it uh, definitely um, is, is a lot of growth opportunities for these SCCTLDs. I noticed that when I, I came off from uh, the plane, whenever I travel, I, I like to look and see what domain names are, are advertised. And I noticed that here in France, there's uh, definitely a loyalty to the uh, def, uh, the dot .fr, you know, for, for the French uh, country code. Uh, the majority of the advertisements that I saw were dot .fr with an occasional 
uh, com. But in, in the UK, it, it, it seemed, from, from my perspective anyway, to be pretty evenly split between COUK and, and .com. Um, it, you gentlemen, I know that, uh, Greg, you, you certainly travel the worldwide, and, and you, even, you even live out, I think it's in Thailand. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. And, and yeah. what do you see in terms of uh, country code uses versus usage uh, in the countries that you travel to versus uh, .com, net, org? And so forth. Is is it as uh, is is it intense as it is here in France, or or do you see com as king everywhere? Well, I think I think com is king everywhere, but there's um, there's pockets that uh, show a lot of lot more loyalty to uh, to their Australian, or, sorry, their uh, their local country band. Um, for example, uh, in Australia, you know, uh, it's only been in relatively recent years that people have even got onto dot com. They've always been happy with. Uh, .com.au, and uh, in Thailand, um, you know, uh, .th is um, is very common, and it's really only the multinationals in most countries that 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 really uh, strive to be seen as a multinational with with a .com. Um, I I think that uh, there's there's a great opportunity for the CCLT CCLDs around the world and. Uh, Having just come from Barcelona and, and meeting with our, our Spanish friends there, um, it sort of opened my eyes as to uh, the potential for .es, not just in Spain but uh, throughout the uh, Spanish-speaking world. I, I think there's huge potential yet to be seen. All right, well, gentlemen, we're going to take just a real quick uh, commercial break, and, and when we come back, I want to talk to you about uh, uh, some proposed uh, new TLDs that are that are uh, scheduled to be released in, in 2009. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back, so please hold on. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Welcome back to our coverage of the 17th Annual Golf Invitational, brought to you by SureHits.com. When looking for the right ad network, there seem to be unlimited choices. Go with the only network that targets the insurance industry, SureHits.com. Let's head down to the fairway. Here we are at the 18th hole. Odd choice for Ken Mitchum to not go with SureHits.com here. I mean, they are the only ad network that targets the insurance industry. Definitely a strange choice to not pick the best option for publishers in the finest category, but, oh, here's a swing. Oh, look out, folks. Terrible slice into the woods. 
Jeff Burns now stepping up to the fairway. And it looks like he's already chosen SureHits.com. Clearly the best choice since they pay more for quality traffic. And the swing. Oh my, he crushes it. When getting ready to make your drive, go with a sure thing. SureHits.com. For insurance, it's Sure Hits. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Market Edge with Larry Weber. Lisa Stone. Give us a, a, a really thoughtful high view of the future of journalism in blogosphere and why these great journalism schools aren't paying a lot more attention. The bottom line is that if we as, as traditional journalists had been engaging the user and providing them with the ways in which to engage themselves with news and information from the beginning, the Internet would simply be complementing the approach we had taken. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand after the show inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. Webmasterradio.fm. Clothing is optional. Webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes. <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. Okay, welcome back to uh, Domain Masters. Uh, my name is Victor Pitts, and I'm your guest host today, substituting for Monty Khan, who's on the, a working vacation, a vacation where he's supposed to be off with his family, but he did a little detour, and he's over here in Paris, France. But uh, I'm actually uh, hosting the show today, and I have with me Greg McNair as well as Dan Kimball. Uh, welcome back, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you. Um, one of the things I wanted to uh, address with you is uh, in, in 2009, well, uh, well, ICANN has been doing a study on uh, kind of opening up the market to new TLDs because, as we know, uh, you know, .com is is king, and and the prices of uh, .com names are are um, you know skyrocketing up uh, as as more people find um, ways of of uh, using the domains, whether it be for, for traffic for, or for branding purposes, um, whatever their variation is that they're looking for, uh, com is the king in the traffic, and com is still the king in terms of brand recognition uh, worldwide. They still refer to it as the dot-com industry in, in many places. Uh, having said that, uh, there's a proliferation of, uh, of additional uh, TLDs, uh, infos, biz, uh, or net and, and so forth, Mobi, uh, sponsored TLDs, and, and country codes. But yet that's still not enough. There's a, a talk, a discussion right now of, of uh, about 200 uh, potential new TLDs hitting the marketplace within the next couple of years, including things like .blog and, and .web and, and so forth. Um, in your opinion, what does this do to, to the marketplace? Um, what does it Kind of due to you know those people that are building out uh, brands, um, what must they do in order to uh, you know for these is this something they should go out and try to protect themselves? 
So I'm really just looking for your opinions on uh, the impact uh, to uh, you know people that buy on brand or people that buy uh, for domain investment purposes. What do you think is going to happen when all these new TLDs hit the market? Well, personally, Vic, uh, I I think there's more than enough scope uh, with the the uh, underutilized info orgs and and uh, and nets uh, and such as such as already exist. Um, and I don't think it's going to have too big an impact, other than for people that uh, particularly want to get hold of a uh, a name that uh, the extension uh, uh, is just simply not available for them in the, in the others. Um, I think we've uh, got a long way to go before we reach saturation with the existing um, available unused uh, extensions. I'll put you on to Dan. He's the expert. I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I come from a different world. I'm, I don't. Uh, I don't own a lot of dot coms. I own some, you know, dot tvs, dot des, um, infos, us. I, you know, I, I was not one of the first domainers that had the uh, a nice portfolio generics and the like. A lot of domainers out there that are just now getting into the uh, the business. I'm I'm one of them. Um, Sean wrote a book on uh, on domaining domain graduate just recently, and uh, he he talks about you know that you know you have to find your place and your your TLD or CCTLD. I, I think most likely I want to see what happens with the .me. I, I think that GoDaddy's going to do some phenomenal things with it. If it blows up uh, and does really well, I think that one or two other TLDs could do really well in the market. I, you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put anything down because I just don't. I wouldn't be a subject matter expert on uh, uh, new TLDs. Um, I could, you know, definitely give you get you in touch with someone that would be interested in talking about the new TLDs if you wanted uh, for another show. But I, I wouldn't be a, a subject matter expert. I think the .dot me is uh, has phenomenal potential, and I. I think the .tv did fairly well. Uh, they they haven't, of course, uh, really sold very well at auction uh, per se, and you would probably have better uh, insight into that kind of stuff than I would. Uh, but we've seen a pickup of, uh, I, I think, Moby's sell pretty good at your auction. I think all ten of the Moby's uh, sold this last uh, show in Orlando. Um, I, I think it's got potential. I, I don't know if uh, if, if they introduce too many new TLDs that it would do very well. I think it would be oversaturated. Uh, uh, you know, your your big companies like, you know, Cisco and Microsoft and Google and Yahoo would all buy their TLDs, so you're looking at probably 30, 40, maybe 70,000 companies that would buy their, their extension. So, uh, you know, other than that, you know, I don't know what you'd do with them. Right, right. No, I, I, it, it just really sounds like a lot of TLDs uh, on the market. Yeah, 200 and, and was a big number that you, you said. That, that kind of shocked me a little bit. Well, that's, uh, that's what they're discussing is it's like 200 different proposals that have been submitted to them. And, uh, you know, some of the more notable ones is the dot .blog and, and .web. So it really looks like that they're attempting to use the, the TLD to somewhat pigeonhole the type of, of uh site that it is or communications that's going on there, um, as in that seems to be what they're, they're really trying to do because there, there are a lot of .infos and biz and, and orgs and nets and so forth that are still yet registered. 
um, that so there is there is room to move into those particular fields without having to go to another TLD. But there's also a lot of people that want to bring out their uh, their TLDs to the marketplace, and they they think that the market uh, needs it. So, um, I mean, I, what about I IDN? The, do you guys like the, uh, have the uh, Moby market? What do you think? Oh. Okay, sorry. Um, the the Mobi, you know, they have a they have their market share with uh, mobile interfaces. Uh, the Dottel is kind of interesting. They're speaking at uh, the event, and I'm, I've actually uh, went running with uh, one of the guys over there, and they they have an interesting model. Um, as long as it's got an interesting business plan behind it, and if it works, the technology behind it works, and it makes sense, I can see new TLDs working. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, if you know about the .tel extension, if their business plan works, that could be your telephone number, then that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. One in the same, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, changing changing the story uh, or changing the direction just a little bit, this uh, uh, Paris show itself. Um, I, I understand they have a few hundred uh, participants that are that are coming down for it. What is the um, what are the things that you're looking for in this uh, Paris uh, Domainers meeting uh, show? Anything particular stand out that uh, you're here for? Because I know in general just having everybody here and being able to uh, you know, do the networking, the personal networking, that is what you, the real big benefit that you get out of the shows, sharing of experiences and uh, um, you know, things that you're doing and, and learning some new, uh, some new techniques, you know, in the industry. Those are those are always takeaways from from any of these shows. But is there something specific that stands out for the domainers meeting that either of you are looking forward to? Well, you know, uh, Xavier and uh, uh, Freddie uh, picked a really good time because a lot of the uh, people that would be attending uh, ICANN uh, are coming in. So, kind of double dipping this trip. We have Bido launching today, and it was a good time to get over and do some marketing on that and. Uh, of course, all the contacts that I have to meet at every show for DNZoom, the different registrars, the different uh, parking companies, the different auction services, uh, plus a chance to get to Paris. I've, I've personally never been to Paris, so uh, it's, it's been a fun trip so far. Um, but it's, it's really about networking for me uh, personally. Um, uh, Greg? Yeah, I would uh, echo a lot of that. Um, as far as we're concerned, uh, it's important to catch up with our, our business partners at, uh, at virtually every show that we attend. And, uh, and frankly, I think the timing of this, this show is excellent, not just from, the, from its uh, coincidence with, um, with ICANN, but also from the point of view of uh, the industry is going through some pretty interesting adjustments at the moment. And... Uh, there's uh, all sorts of uh, uncertainties with uh, with some PPC companies we hear on, on the grapevine, um, maybe sales, maybe mergers. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, interesting issues with respect to uh, declining payments, and I think that uh, it's a time when uh, people that are really serious about investment in the domain industry need to be getting together and uh, you know bumping a few heads and and maybe actually. Uh, trying to work out some plans that uh, take into account some sort of long-term in the industry. There's a lot of doom and gloom, Vic, as you would hear, um, but uh, I think it's one of these cyclical uh, industries that uh, is bound to have this kind of uh, uh, ups and downs. 
Excellent. Well, on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and close the show. I want to thank both of you for being the guest today on Domain Masters. Uh, again, for the listening audience, we had uh, Greg McNair and Dan Kimball, uh, our guests. Both are uh, participating in the uh, uh, Domainers meeting over in Paris, France, um, in, in the month of June, and, and also uh, uh, joining that is going to be Dan's going to be uh, attending the ICANN uh, meeting uh, also over here in Paris. So I want to thank both of you for being on the show. Hopefully you have a very successful uh, show and, and, and get out of it what you uh, came for. Um, and uh, you know that there's some really good domain names at this auction at the end of the week, too, so hopefully you'll come away with some of those, too. Uh, but if nothing else, enjoy your trip and your stay in Paris and, and have, a, have a delightful time. And, again, thanks for being on Domain Masters today. Thank, Thank you, you, Victor. All right, folks. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, today's show. Again, uh, my name is Victor Pitts, guest hosting for Monty Khan. Uh, Monty uh, uh, is going to be on vacation for a few more weeks, so uh, every other week you're going to get me on the show. I look forward to my uh, my next opportunity, and uh, you know, come back to uh, Domain Masters where you learn to be the master of your domain. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.